It's time to unify and simplify the IT world. We are here to do that one podcast at a time. I'm Steve. I'm McKay. And welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast. We're back, McKay. We're back. I feel like we're getting back in our groove. We are. Yeah, you know what? We we were we struggled for a couple months. We did. But uh, I feel like we're back. We've been released from the struggles? podcast purgatory. Okay. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we are. So we've got a very special episode today. It's a, we, it's a part of a series. It is a series. And there's a lot of people doing prediction episodes right now, right? Like a lot of podcasts, like, we're, we're going to do predictions on what this will look like in 2019 or 2020. What happens if Carl Panzram comes back yeah. from the dead? We're not going to do that. We're not going to do prediction episodes. What we're going to do is we're going to do episodes. We've done a couple. We did one the other day on... When there's no office buildings, what then? And so we're not saying it is or isn't going to happen. We're saying, let's say it did. What would society look like? And we're going to do that today. We're going to do, what would society look like if there were self-driving cars everywhere? Like it was totally ubiquitous. No, no, not if. When. When. There you go. Now, uh, we're lucky enough this time. Uh, Yeah. Uh, It's taken us numerous episodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because the go-to was, hey, guys, I'm in Las Vegas right now. Hey. And I know we have an episode starting in two minutes. My flight won't get there in time. Hey, hey, I'm in Orlando. Hey, hey, I'm in Honolulu. Hey. Yeah, There's just, like, really good places. Yeah. Each yeah. time. He didn't say, like, hey, hey, I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm in Fargo. None of that. No. No. no the, we like Fargo better than Oklahoma. Yeah, we though. do. So John Wallace is here. The incredible, incomparable... John Wallace. You guys are hard work. <laughs> I, I, I have customer commitments and stuff like that. I actually was in Vegas with customers. I know. I was I actually know. there with a Gartner conference in fairness. Oh, there you go. All right, yeah, Gartner. That, that was okay. <laughs> there you go. And you're coming off. You you have the afterglow of the Dolphins' insane play against the Patriots. You're a huge Dolphins fan. I am. I mean, season ticket that. holder when you lived down there, right? I was, yeah. You are the season ticket holder. He's. The- I, I, I was, yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Both of them enjoyed the games for yes. a while. You know, football was a big part of our life when we lived in Florida. Um, yeah, you got to know the other season ticket holder really yeah, well. Yeah, we used to play football in the car park. It was an easy place to park. Not a lot of cars there. No. <laughs> and and funny enough, easy to play football. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big Dolphins fan. Fan always have been. Uh, you know, they're 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 kind of my team and. Man, this weekend, uh, yeah, I had chest pains. I, I genuinely had chest pains and headache watching that game. What what gave you chest pains? That last play. I mean, it's easily NFL's play of the year this year. Oh, no question. 100%. Yeah, yeah well, this is my favorite news that I found. All right. Um, the Russian media has, has hailed this robot named Boris. 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 Great name for a Russian, a Russian robot. Russian robot. What, could there be another name other than mm-hmm. Vladimir? No. And, and the great thing about this this Russian robot was uh, it uh, it walked, it moved around, it danced on stage. Committed war crimes. <laughs> committed war crimes. Uh, waterboarded. No, <laughs> not really. But it, what it did is, is it really made the Google Atlas robot look like... Right. Nothing. Well, <clears throat> interesting thing. They took a picture. This picture right here that we're looking at, and if you, we'll, we'll add that. In the, you notice something funny about this robot? Let's see. It is right here. You can see it. Look right there under the helmet. 
you'll notice uh. a human neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, turns out this robot that that the Russian media was there he is dancing. Uh, that the Russian media had had pushed out as this great innovation uh, had a dude in the suit. <laughs> he was just pretending to be a robot. So Google's safe. That's awesome. Safe. You're fine. All the robot companies okay. in the U.S. and Europe, I think, were, were okay. Can, can you imagine the auditions for that part? You know, they take pictures of our videos of, like, discos, and so you can do the, like, best robot yeah. dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, my concern is the media outlet that was pushing this uh it's owned by putin oh there you go uh, that guy's dead <laughs> <laughs> that guy's dead <laughs> we're laughing about it but he's a dead man uh, that's hysterical okay you're an enemy of the state because they found out <laughs> you are not a robot <laughs> All right, so let's go to um, let's was. go to our um, self-driving cars. So again, not a prediction of when these are going to happen, um, because we've done that. We've talked to journalists who say, "Look, we're we're not very far from this. We're already in probably stage two of five, where most new cars, especially one high-end of, ones." One go of ahead. them though said, "Yeah, it's never, it's not going to happen. No, 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 not anytime yeah, soon." Yeah, not anytime. He was like fifty years. He yeah. was saying a long time. Yeah, but we are going to now say we're not going to predict. I think we have our own opinions on that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to say we now live in a world, right, whether it's in five years, 20 years, 50 years, where everything is self-driving, where humans don't drive cars anymore. And we want to talk about what that world looks like, infrastructure-wise, society-wise. What are the things that have changed that we haven't even thought through? Uh, why don't you start us off, John? You know, I just want to pick on the, um, you know, the prediction of like when and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. And, and I agree. I mean, it's, it's becoming increasingly harder to predict the um, you know the, the 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 main if you like the main part of when tech tech arrives. Mm-hmm. If you think about voice, and just take a side step for a second. If you yeah, think yeah. about like voice assistants and stuff, there was a period for a long time whereas where we had like like Dragon Dictate and you know the oh, Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft Assistant and it, and it was it was okay but it was like uh, 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 type thing right right. And for a long time people were saying oh when's this going to get better when are we going to have that? It'll and never this, get better than war games was the common phrase. Well, there was right. skepticism. That's right. There was skepticism that it would ever improve. But yeah. Then, it's never going to get... All of a sudden, it's there. Yeah. All of a sudden, we've got Siri, Alexa, Google. It's just it's just there. I, I don't actually <laughs> remember the the ramp up, if you like. No, it was just, I, that's a good the, point. The all of a sudden, they were selling it. Was, was on the iPhone 4S. Right. And it was S because of Siri. Right. And uh, you could do stuff with Siri, kind of. The best part about Siri was telling her that you loved her and seeing what her reaction was, which was great. <laughs> So, um, so cars. I, I think. I think. You know. I think. I think we're going to see the same thing with cars. I think. Just you know. Right. Suddenly, now, it'll just have happened. But right. I feel like we're in the ramp. Unlike unlike the voice thing, where all of a sudden there was Siri, and then Alexa came out, and Cortana came out and died. Yeah. Uh, like I don't. I, I'm. I feel like we're seeing a bit of a ramp. Yeah, I think we're seeing a ramp, and then all of a sudden it'll just it'll just be there, which leads us into our you know into my first point in this conversation, which is infrastructure wise. When you ask about you know what happens to infrastructure. I don't even think we're going to be ready. I just don't think infrastructure-wise, we will not be ready for self-driving cars. And and as a result, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see the technology not being able to be adopted to its fullest to its to its fullest benefit, if you like. In a world where you know, in a world where it goes 100% self-driving car, 
you don't need the roads as you've got the roads today. Yep. Mean, just physically, you don't need stoplights. Yeah, you don't need stoplights. Stop, stop, stop signs. Yeah, there's no, you know, this, this, none of that needs to exist. But you'll they have, will. You'll have antique stop signs. You know, it's collectors' items. <laughs> uh, eBay, I t- hey, that's actually not a bad idea. I'm going to start collecting them. Erica, take this part out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see a news article next week: signs disappearing in Utah. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, you're going to go to jail. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, so so if we start with just basic infrastructure, roads roads don't need to exist as as they uh, as right. they do as they do today. Um, I mean, in essence, all roads become highways, freeways, you know, because you, you, you've, you've just got this constant traffic that doesn't stop and, and stuff like that. And, the, and then, you, then you end up with questions like, what, you know, what, what do we do with things like pedestrian crossings, etc.? Do they all just turn to bridges? Well, let's talk, let's talk through different topics here. So let's talk pedestrian crossings. So this is one of the things that um, is the most fascinating to me because it's probably the least um, day-to-day impactful for most Americans, frankly, because we aren't a terribly pedestrian-focused society. But it, it is very interesting to think about because these cars are programmed and will be programmed to be extremely defensive, mm-hmm. to not take risks, mm-hmm. to never take a chance. And that means giving deference to pedestrians in almost all cases. Whereas if in New York City today, you want, or any big city, you walk into the intersection and um, you shouldn't be there. A cab driver is going to honk at you and try to run you over right. and barely miss you. A, a self-driving car won't do that. It will always stay back. And so the problem becomes stupid teenagers, starting with stupid teenagers, do you shut down the whole traffic system because you know self-driving cars won't be aggressive and knock you out of the way? They're just going to stop and wait for you. So I think this is where AI comes into a lot, right? So, th- so the, the, the premise of AI is... It takes inputs, a lot of different mm-hmm, input, mm-hmm. and it learns, right? So what you're going to see is over time, all of these cars are not going to be in—they're not going to be on the road in isolation. They're going to talk to each other. They'll talk to each other based on surroundings, etc. So a car may be five minutes ahead of you, and a different car—you don't even know the person, you don't know the car, etc.—but it's going to be five minutes ahead of you, and it will see some people, some teenagers, pedestrians walking along the road and based on AI and machine learning, it's going to predict that Reroute those people, you. well, it's going to predict that those people will be at that intersection in five minutes. Your car is going to realize that those people are going to be at that intersection in five minutes. Based on that, it's going to reroute you and, and stuff like that. Well, here, here's the question. That, so you yeah. could avoid those interactions to begin with is yeah. your point. That's but, here, cool. here, but here's the part that scares me, right? So these cars, oh. these cars can be hooked into... All sorts of networks. They're already hooked into the web, right? They have the potential of knowing everything about you, mm-hmm. right? Sure. You know, it's, hey, I'm you're John Wallace. You're this age. You've got this many kids, right? All these things factor into those AI algorithms. They know where you live. They know where you work. Right. So the question is, um, does that information get factored into those no-win situations, right? There's something that's happening, something unpredictable where someone is going to have to die right there's going to be an accident how does it choose right well sure. if if i run off the road and potentially kill my driver i save this many more lives right is that 
That's that's the that's the only part that really terrifies me. Otherwise, yeah, I'd rather like sleep on the way up to Idaho. I think that that's yeah. a that's an interesting point as well. The other the other part of this is the economic. And you know, I'm a tech guy. Like, no, I know, I, I get it. Stuff. I know, I, I, but I think you're right. There's all these ethical decisions that humans make in real time that suddenly you're asking these machines to make, smart as they may be. But that does have. There's going to be edge cases like that every single day. Right. That uh, they have to choose, like, okay, am I going to hit another car that has eight people in it, or am I going to kill my driver and run into a tree? Because the car could potentially know. There's eight people in there. Sure. Right? Well, with machines, those decisions are going to be black and white. See, with humans, mm-hmm. you've got a lot that goes into it, emotions and everything like that. No human is willing but to who's, kill themselves. But who sets right, that right. up? Situation. Who sets that up to say, okay, th- these I are do. the I'll, be, I'll do it. I'll just take care of it. <laughs> right? I, I don't think anyone does. I think it's, a, I think it's, it's, it's strange, but we're actually... We're actually going into a world where in a world these algorithms they're actually determined by the machines, and that sounds even more scary, right? Right, right. right. But uh, but we will actually machine run. learning developing machine learning. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, we're almost at the singularity, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where but did no. the singularity start? Well, so the C- this is a, I think it's an interesting comment based on something that's happened in the news this week. So the CEO of Google has been in Washington D.C. testifying before Congress. Yeah, I heard about this. And you have some of these representatives that just literally have no clue with about technology and so one of them is asking like how does the google algorithm work yeah like what what who chooses where what it happens and the google ceo was very patient and explained like it's not even us pulling levers it's yep. just you know billions and billions and billions and trillions of queries google our algorithms have learned what people want to see. And right. so he's like, even if I wanted to go in as the Google CEO and say, I want this company to win in this market, I can't do that. Like our algorithms like literally won't allow me. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then he goes off on the whole, like, and we're going to be able to predict exactly what people are going to do that day. Right. Which is like, it's but like, I, no, I, you shouldn't I have actually, gone there. Yeah. But I actually believe that. I mean, look, what no, 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 I'm not saying he's wrong. Or that it's necessarily a bad thing. He just shouldn't have said it. <laughs> look at the audience. Uh, yeah. They're just like, oh, crap, what? Like, do we really want to have Belichick in here and say, hey, guess what the greatest football play all year was? <laughs> right. Most most of them all need predictions just to find, like, their spectacles in the morning and stuff. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, but, no, I mean, look, I'm having the same dilemma now with Unified IT, right? So I'll give you an example. I know we're on cars, but the, the, the topic's very similar. So, like, Unified IT, everyone asks us, you know, what's Unified IT, mm-hmm. etc. Is it just bringing together all the consoles and everything? And it's not. Unified IT is about using things like machine learning and stuff like that in order to predict not what IT needs to do now, but what IT is going to need to do. Uh, and, you know, and then people will ask us, well, give us examples, and we're like, I can't. I can't because we're actually having machine learning based on your environment, etc. figure out what it is you're actually going to be doing in a week's time. I, mm. I don't know what you're going to be doing in a week's time. I, c- I can't create dashboards and views and graphs for that. That's what that's what we want technology to do, right? And in, and in the car world, it's going in that scenario, it's going to be the same, which is those, whether... whether the car decides to crash and kill one person, crash, kill eight person, etc. Initially, that those decisions will be made by a human. You know, that'll be programmed in, mm-hmm. let's say, and as a as a result, it'll have the empathy of a human, etc. But over time, those algorithms will be tweaked and changed. Does that and terrify you, though? Try and change by machines. I think there's going to be hard decisions, but humans are making those decisions today, well, right? But, like, but, but there's the underlying rule, right? Which is you're driving the car, you're 
goal is to protect you and the people in your car. Sure. That's your natural human instinct. Where that might go out the window. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and if you want to look at it from a purely objective point of view, it's the right thing, right? Sure. We have McKay in the car, or we have a family of six. Yeah. Right? McKay, you're gonna like you're a good guy, but you're gonna try to Yeah. Save I will yourself. definitely want all those people to die. Yes. But, but, but don't forget as well <laughs> but don't forget as well that um right now we're talking about this scenario, but um that scenario is realistic in a world where you have an autonomous car and a manual car, judging that the manual well, car can make a mistake. We That's t- a good we point. Talked, we talked with uh, some of the reporters we've had on before about almost this uncanny valley, right? That we have to go through where we do have this hybrid, and that's where you're going to see the most danger and the most accidents is when it is a hybrid system. But when it's all self-driving, it suddenly will be almost accident-free, right? So I mean, you look at planes today, right? So planes today, there there's still accidents, but way, way, way less accidents than there ever used to be, right? Because Everything apart from the landing, and I even think the landing in some cases now, but everything apart from the landing today is autonomous. Yeah. It's computer controlled. And they, right. the pilots don't make decisions on where they fly. They are told where to fly, right? Like, it is, it's, it's essentially well, an automated system that's run by humans. Right. And, and, and it's monitored. They're monitors now. So, in, fa- in fact, I mean, there are a couple, you, you think about it, one of the, one of the things that, I, you know, I watch aviation documentaries and stuff on, there was a plane that uh, a sensor went bad, right? So that the plane actually the the pilot's fighting the AI, but the AI because the sensor went bad and it thought it was off. Eventually, won and crashed the plane into the ocean. But then that data has been taken back to correct that problem, right? And it's just that machine learning over and over. Um, I'll be honest, the, the the part everybody talks about the electric car part of the of the of the Tesla and how or the the BMW i series the tech the lithium-ion batteries in those cars it's an old technology right BMW's made major investments in solid state batteries what's really interesting is uh, the way that you buy Tesla's and we were talking about this a little bit before but I don't know if you guys bought a car recently, and it's the same thing that your parents used to do when they'd buy cars, which is you go back, you test drive a bunch of cars, the car salesman says, well, it's this much, and then you say, wow, that's too bad because I can only do this much, and he says, let me go talk to my sales manager, and comes back, and there's that haggling back and forth. I don't think the data is showing that the younger generation, the millennials, don't want to put up with that. I don't think anybody wanted to, but we felt like we had to. Yeah. And you've got Tesla who comes out and says, hey, you know what? You don't have to do that. Just go on our website. Here's how much the car costs. Pay for it the same way you would anything online, yeah. and then it'll be delivered. And dealerships are going nuts. So, so here's a question for you guys as well. In a world where we have 100% self-driving cars, do we own a car? So the, this is why? one of the why. Well, why, the, did you, why do you need to own it? Well, this is yeah. my point exactly. So that's the other. So we talked about safety. Now let's talk about ownership. I don't think you do. No. I think that you order a car, or a car knows that I leave for work at 7 a.m. every morning, and there's a car outside you when I... You subscribe to Yeah, you subscribe to a service. service. Well, one That's of the, exactly right. One of the things that Elon Musk has talked about was, okay, let's say you do own a car, right? And you, you drive it to work, and then I have this investment sitting out there in the, in the parking lot for, what, six hours, seven right. hours? You know, if it's McKay, three hours, and then doing nothing while I'm at work. It's not true. 
two hours. And then what do you do? And so his thought was, once we get to a level five car that is completely uh, autonomous, ha- sign up your car for to be part of a service that goes around and moves people around. They can summon the car. And then have that money that it earns goes to pay for the car. So I think you will have some car ownership. Yeah. Right? But it won't be the way it is now. I mean, you look at something like New York, right? Everyone uses Uber. It's rare. I mean, it's not rare, but people don't own cars in New York City anymore. Right. Just Uber everywhere. I haven't been in New York for a while. Are, are, are you seeing a decrease in yellow cabs? No, no, no. I mean, you know, New York's so populous that... Uh, Uber hasn't made a dent. Yeah. <laughs> need like four other ubers there (laughs) lift so i think you're right i think it changes ownership um i also want to talk about economic impact because there's positive economic impact of just whenever things get more efficient there's a positive economic impact so there's going to be all sorts of new industries that we haven't even thought of that start like the car subscription service that you and i are going to start yep and john all three of us i'm in the uh, um, antique signpost business yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he just acquires you them know, somehow. We could do unified, <laughs> unified driving, and have that be part of our. There you go. But I also <laughs> think there's <laughs> there's the economic impact. Right, the the most common profession in the United States is truck driver. Eighteen percent of Americans are truck drivers. Right. So you have a huge chunk of the population that suddenly is. Are they out of a job, or do they have new jobs in that sector, or does it just happen so slowly and imperceptibly that they move into other fields, which is generally what happens when there's economic turmoil with an advancement? So right now, you know, to use John's earlier point, we're talking about aviation, right? Here are computers are more and more flying these planes. Still have pilots. Yep. We have a pilot shortage right now. Right. There's a shortage of pilots, and I think what allows us to also do, pirates. But that's pirates. different. But we don't have a shortage. We always have an abundance of pirates. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? But so, so you're right. We have a pirate. We have a pirate. We have a pirate, <laughs> we have a pirate yes. shortage. But the reality of it is that we don't actually need those pilots. That's just an FAA rule that like there must be two pilots on a plane type thing. And it's down from like when – do you remember when crews used to have navigators? And there used to be like that. three pilots on a right. commercial airliner. Four. So, so you're saying that, that we have artificially kept that profession at the size that it is. Right. We don't need you don't need two pilots on a plane today. I mean, you know, sure there are situations where one of them like falls asleep or has a heart attack or something it's like that. It's good to have a, I, I argue it's good to have a backup. But the reality of it is that you could have one pilot and that pilot is there in case anything on that plane goes wrong. What are the chances of the plane and the pilot going wrong? Well, why not why not have some sort of data link and have like a an office full of pilots and simulators oh. that could bring the plane in? Now now you're talking security, so I don't like that idea at all. <laughs> I don't like the idea of someone hacking on a plane as I'm flying no, over no, but the Atlantic. Think about drones. Right? Yeah, but I'm not sat on a drone. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So, but my but goes back to my question about truck drivers: is what happens to that? Is it does it just what, what's the level of disruption there? Is my point. I, I think what we're going to see. My my thought is that we're going to see drivers less be drivers and be truck monitors. They're going to monitor yes. the computer situation, the, the the systems. Uh, the part where we're going to get tricky is we have similar archaic laws. Stop at sketchy truck stops in Nebraska. No more lounge kind of lizards. That's going to change the economy. Um, but uh, <laughs> lizard. Uh, wow. <laughs> but um, what's going to happen is I, I think they're going to they're going to be monitoring the. Oi, what are you doing here? Um, they're going to be monitoring the, um, the 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 truck. Make sure it goes well. Right now, however. 
a driver and still be considered a driver can only drive for so many hours yeah, at a time. That's going to change. And that will have to change because, quite honestly, the endurance required to monitor a system is much higher or much less than the endurance required to drive a big 18 wheel yeah. truck. There'll, there'll, be no, there'll be no need for things like, you know, the. What do they call them? The ticker tapes or whatever it is that that track how long the truck's been driving. Because the reality of it is that the logs, that, yeah. Because that person with that truck, they'll sleep and they'll be alerts, right? If it starts beeping, then you wake up, figure out what's going wrong, things if, like that. If anything, they'll need to be less trained, yeah. so they won't have to do all the the intense training that they have to do. Um, and yeah, you have two guys on there, but you're paying them less. I, well, see, I don't know that you're paying them less, and this is the interesting thing. So, like, if you so I've, my brother-in-law is a machinist, so he he um, goes to all these different factory. Works for a company in Washington State. He goes to all these different factories that make stuff for the fruit industry. And 20 years ago, those factories had 60 people in each that were doing every step of the process. Right mm-hmm. now, they have two people who oversee everything, and he is the expert that comes in to each factory once every you know, week or two and make sure that every slight calibration is perfect. Then he goes to the next factory and does the same thing. So you, you've got fewer of those jobs, but they are paid much better than the people that were working in the factories 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Those folks were making minimum wage or whatever, and these guys make a, a really good living. So I think, I think there's a potential for that as well. Instead yeah, of, yeah. instead of, Folks who are driving, you know, short haul delivery drivers, you've got people monitoring eight trucks in some facility and making sure that the computers Wait, are finally tuned. about the, the plane that we're going to have people monitoring it in a remote facility? I think it's a question of degree, right? It's a question right. of scale because there's a difference uh, to me in my mind in terms of safety between one location monitoring every Walmart truck that's on the road, which is thousands of trucks, versus somebody in an office here monitoring eight um, de- local delivery trucks that are trolling around neighborhoods. Yeah, right. and, and don't forget as well, as we said at this, you know, earlier on in this podcast, that the roads change, right? So there will be a lane on I-15 that is 100% trucks, and trucks will be like two feet from each other because the law will be going the same speed. It's essentially like a train. Like Have you seen Logan? Yeah. I haven't, not yet, no. So Logan's got a scene where a semi-truck is coming down the highway, and it takes place in the near future, right? Interesting about this, the, the semi-truck is it's literally just the box. Right. No cab. Yep. Right? And it's fully automatic just going down the highway, and you could you could do that. Mm-hmm. You could do that. You could data link them all together, and so yeah. you have a train. What's the, what's the limit in Utah? Three? Oh, I have no idea. Or I think in Idaho you can do three. I, I, but, yeah. you know, two or three, but you could have... Essentially, a train of right? of, of trucks. A- absolutely, and and they're all talking to each other. They're all, you know, etc. Yeah, I tell you, one of the things that's interesting to me in a world of autonomous cars is just your work life balance. I mean, you know, I spend I spend an hour, well, forty five minutes in the car every morning driving to work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll make calls. You know, I'll I'll do conference calls. I'll talk to the sales team. I'll answer questions. Talk to customers. Things like that. But man, if I could actually have my laptop on my knee. Doing things. That's a good point. I'd be, I'd be, you know, that's, that was, that's an hour of effect. It changes work. productivity and it changes efficiency. That's a great point. So I used to to work an hour, hour and a half away from home. Right. And I used to take the front runner train, you know, our commuter train, from that office closer to my house. And what I found was it was great because um, it, it was better than my commute is now. My commute is a third of what it used to be because I could, I could hop on my computer, mm-hmm. I can get some stuff done, I can decompress, read a book, 
And by the time I got home, I didn't need that time to decompress. I was already ready for my family because I just spent the last hour doing it. Yeah. Didn't save any time because it's about the same amount of time. Yeah. But totally, totally worth it. Do you, uh, let, let's, are you excited for self-driving cars, McKay? Let's go around and ask that. I, I, I am. I think that there's, so as you, as you know, I grew up on a cattle ranch, right? So I spent a lot of time as a, as a young teenager and an older teenager on tractors, like a lot. That's why you wear some of the shirts you do. That's exactly yeah. right. But, you know, they That's say why they I also never, have skin cancer. And they can never quite get that smell off no matter yeah. how many times you <laughs> shower. But in all seriousness, like those that goes away, right? Hashtag the first thing. Lucky you're listening to a podcast, <laughs> right. not recording. The it. first thing that goes away, I think, the first sort of um, complete transformation of an industry is is large farms. Like mm-hmm. you, you won't need anybody in a tractor anymore. Like you can just set a tractor loose in a field and let it go. Aren't they GPS guided now? Some are anyway, like really expensive end. combines and things are. Yeah, but and it's and it's like two like. You know, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Two with the to the centimeter, um, so you can get. Because if you think about it, if you're, I could go into lots of detail, but if you're, if you've got hundreds and hundreds of acres, you know, making a swath down that field that is six inches right greater every time adds up to you know an hour of safe productivity over the course of weeks. So, you know, it's it matters is my point. So yeah, I think that industry changes. I think trucking changes dramatically. I think I also loved what you said about how it's just going to be an algorithmic um, learning over time. There won't be a point at which we say, today was the day we made the decision to kill one person instead of six. It will just be, co- it will be so common to you us. You do that in your JFK voice. Today, we, today is, is the day. That wasn't very good. Was we choose to go to the moon. Yeah, no, that, we was, that was like a poo. I don't know. <laughs> There's not much difference between a poo and JFK's voice. Uh, sorry. and jfk hashtag last episode wow (laughs) (laughs) last episode yeah we had some doozies on this one also it makes being a serial killer harder self-driving cars yeah because there will be a record somewhere everywhere every car traveled so you'd be like i didn't drive here like yeah yeah you did did. yeah and you made this weird stop in the middle of (laughs) yeah you made this stop at 3 a.m i i just i just wonder though out of all the things that he could have come up with, he came up with a serial killer. We already referred to a serial killer in the episode. Yeah, constantly. Carl, Carl Panzer. We talk about serial killers a lot. Yeah, Carl Panzer is our favorite. <laughs> he's evil, too. Is he, is he, are, are we good with at this point in listening to learning about serial killers? He's our favorite serial killer. <laughs> sure. As that, as, we, as that goes. Yeah, yeah. he is. All right. Relatively. All right, John, thanks for that. You excited for self-driving cars, John? I, I am. Yeah, but, I, I'm 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 a I'm a massive fan of like self anything. Do you hold back though? Do you hold on like one car that's not self driving so you can just get out on the road? No. Nah. Will you be allowed to? What do you mean allowed? Yeah, I think I think you'll be allowed to keep. You know, I mean, you won't be able to drive them on the public roads. Just, <laughs> I mean, just like you can't take like you know, caterums that are like. That, that do crazy so you don't think speeds. you don't think in whatever X number of years you'll be able you'll be allowed to keep your Ford Mustang and go on a joyride on the interstate? Probably no. not the freeways, but I could see on the highways, uh, on like, you, the like back the country roads. roads and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I, I, I living here, it's a lot more rural than I, certainly I'm used to, and I, I'm, I'm still amazed when you know I drive around my little town and I see a a kid driving a quad 
down the road. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my word. And then, you know, you see the cop and the cop will just drive past like it's nothing. And the kid's 12. Right. But but that's kind of the dumb thing. So you'll have areas where, you know, you'll still have the old guy in his, and the old guy being me at that point, <laughs> right, in his, uh, in his, his big diesel truck going <laughs> overtaken by, like, thousands of Teslas. Type thing. <laughs> but I don't think it'll be mainstream now. I love it. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. They're, you know, I, I just I, I like the idea of of um, I like the idea of I like the idea of a service. I I, I personally I personally don't want to own a car. I, I'm okay with just ordering one. And, yeah. And yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You do it's, it's you do that when you go visit new towns anyway with yeah. renting cars. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, make sure uh, we do have still have interchange coming up. Yep, Madrid in March and Nashville at the end of April. So please, please go to interchange.avanti.com and register for those events. If you're in Europe, register for Madrid. If you're in the U.S., register for Nashville. Yep, and you can use the uh, promo code for the Nashville event, INTPODNASH19. You get $100 off registration. Uh, you can use the, if you're in Madrid, INTPOD mad 19 uh you get 50 euros and we tried again to make those promo codes as difficult as we could remember yeah that was our goal and 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 if you can actually get a discount code with british pounds use it now before the pound totally collapses oh wow we got a brexit (laughs) prediction there (laughs) we said we don't do predictions on the bucket i love it all right so rate review subscribe Send your complaints to Erica at Avanti, or excuse me, at Interchange IT Podcast at Avanti.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Interchange Pod. And a uh, big thank you to Big Giant Circles for the music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe. That's a new word I just made up. Or subscribe. And uh, with that, uh, we're out. Good luck and see you on the road. I think my back is rescribing. IT Podcast is brought to you by Avanti, a software company that helps you succeed in every aspect of your job, including operational IT security, asset management, service management, and supply chain management. Find out more at Avanti.com.